0: Good morning, I'm Francis Keeney and welcome to The Trough for Wednesday, the 8th of March, your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political news you need to know this morning. (music) Debate has been reignited over possible plans for a super department similar to the Department of Homeland Security in the United States. Former officials have warned against the rehash proposal, which could see Peter Dutton, the Immigration Minister, take on more responsibilities at the expense of the Foreign Minister, the Attorney-General and the Justice Minister. According to Sky, ASIO, the AFP and a majority of the members of the National Security Committee of Cabinet are also opposed to this. Peter Varghese, the former head of DFAT and the Office of National Assessments, says there'd be no compelling reason for such a radical change and that a super department wouldn't necessarily improve matters. The Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull sidestepped a question on this yesterday in Indonesia. And the politics of such a move has the potential to be toxic as well. Samantha Maiden on Sky has quoted one minister who warned against promoting quote-unquote A fascist like Peter Dutton. That's a pretty extraordinary thing to say, even if the comment is off the record and unattributable. In the meantime, the New South Wales Police Association has also raised concerns about the prospect of the AFP taking the lead in counter terrorism operations following the Lint Cafe siege. According to the Daily Telegraph, the association believes the move is a power grab and will put the New South Wales community at risk. The state government says they've been given assurances that current arrangements will continue. As predicted, a battle is looming between the federal government and the oil and gas industry over the future of the petroleum resource rent tax. Revenue from the tax has dropped since 2012 and there's been a number of proposed changes ahead of the May budget. The Australian says a minimum rate of resource tax is being considered, a move being resisted by the industry. In the meantime, the WO Premier, Colin Barnett, says there's no such thing as clean coal compared to natural gas, which WA incidentally relies heavily upon for its power needs. The comments put him on a collision course with some of his federal colleagues, who have been spruiking super ultra-critical coal-fired power stations. There's also concerns in the AFR this morning from AGL Energy that supplies may need to be diverted from exports to help supply domestic gas markets this winter. There's also more pressure on the federal government over a market-based mechanism to tackle greenhouse gas emissions. The Australian Energy Market Commission, which sets the rules for the national energy market, says an energy intensity scheme, which is something the federal government's ruled out, is the cheapest way to cut emissions, in a submission to the Finkel review into the issue. The head of Origin Energy agrees, telling the AFR that putting more renewable energy into the grid without one of these EISs would risk further blackouts. And this comes as the National Farmers' Federation changes tune, backing a market-based mechanism for this as well. And the Grattan Institute has also called for a major overhaul of the rules and regulations surrounding the industry to avoid possible blackouts next summer. The Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, has praised Indonesia for its approach to moderate Islam. In response to the latest travel ban by the US President Donald Trump, While the ban excludes Iraq, the other Muslim-dominated countries remain on the list. Mr Turnbull, who's due to return back from his trip to Indonesia, says the country is proof that Islam, democracy and modernisation can work together. In the meantime, though, his trade minister Steve Chobo has announced additional flights by Indonesia's Garuda Airlines. It just happened to be on the same day the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull commemorated the Australians killed in the Garuda crash 10 years ago. Twenty-one people died when the aircraft ran off the runway at Yogyakarta Airport. Five Australians were among the dead. It includes a DFAT official, two AFP officers, an official from AusAid, and AFR reporter Morgan Mellish. Now, Mr Trubo did later tweet an apology saying that he apologises for the insensitivity of an announcement today uh, when they should be remembering those killed and injured ten years ago. Former National Senator Ron Boswell says the Liberals will, quote, rue the day that they legitimized Pauline Hanson and One Nation. He's a former senator. who retired in 2014 and is told The Guardian, I'm quoting here, the stupid bastards are governing for two weeks out. Now, he's a respected figure in the Nets. He also led the party against One Nation when it first appeared on the scene And it comes as Barnaby Joyce tells the Abares conference in Canberra this week that if One Nation was running the country, Australia would go down the toilet. Now, Barnaby was saying, quote, this is not my kitchen rolls, this is not Dancing with the Stars, this is running the country. Boswell also warned that One Nation's agenda would be bad for the bush. The Australian Reports, the Australian Transport Safety Authority, is refusing to release documents about MH370, because they could damage the nation's relationship with countries like Malaysia, for instance. It's rejected a freedom of information request ahead of the third anniversary of the disappearance of the aircraft. And 7.30 on the ABC last night uh, raised criticism of the ATSB with the lengthy delays facing its investigations. The former SAS soldier at the centre of a court case against defence has criticised proposed new privacy laws involving veterans. The bill, which Labor is now having second thoughts about, would allow the Department of Veterans Affairs to disclose private information about an individual if it thought it was in the national interest. Trooper Evan Donaldson told AAP that the laws would silence those who speak out against maladministration. And briefly, making political news this morning, Nick Xenophon, the Crossbench Senator, says he's open to some changes to racial discrimination laws in federal parliaments. He's told The Australian he'll also need to consult his colleagues on this. The coalition is battling to find some sort of consensus within its own ranks on the issue of 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act. The Courier-Mail says the Treasury has completed modelling on whether any changes could be made to negative gearing in the budget. This is something that was flagged a little while ago. The modelling reportedly looks at whether policy changes could be made relating to the number of houses owned and the combined value of properties. But don't hold your breath just yet on any changes here. The concept of a universal income, where the government provides a basic income regardless of someone's wealth, is something being considered in Europe. But the shadow treasurer Chris Bowen has knocked it on the head here, after members of the Labour left raised it as a possible issue, according to The Australian. Stephanie Peetling and Amy Ramikas from the SMH have written up a good piece today on the anti-vaccination movement here in Australia. And some of the techniques used by Pauline Hanson recently to stir up issues surrounding it. That's worth a read, given the Senator's comments a few days ago. And it's International Women's Day. David Pope's cartoon in the Canberra Times on the matter is pretty strong today. There's also a good opinion piece from the former Prime Minister Julie Gillard on the matter, focusing on the recent movie Hidden Figures, which you should go and see and watch. And all the presenters on ABC programs this morning and today are women, an issue that critics of the ABC have taken umbrage about for some reason today. The weather for Canberra today should be cloudy and a top of just 22 degrees. The Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull returning from Indonesia. Bill Shorten has no plans at this stage. We have a few Senate committees today. Westpac will be the last bank fronting this housing committee into the big four banks. Brian Hartzer is going to be appearing this morning, followed by Stephen Munchenberg from the Australian Bankers Association. Also, another committee is looking at the fiasco surrounding the Bell Group scheme and claims that the Attorney General and the WA government colluded over this. There's also committees examining the future submarine program and carbon risk disclosure. I'm Francis Keeney. Thanks a lot for your company. This morning, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button on iTunes or leave a review if you want. I'm on Twitter and on Facebook, and you can also look at our website, thetrough.com.au. Talk to you tomorrow.